2023 Beyond Identity Survey of 1,010 cybersecurity specialists noted that one in six had worked for companies that experienced an AI-fueled cyber attack, and 59% saw this as come in the form of phishing attacks, while 39% said it was a malware. Now, the good news, perhaps, is that 40% said it took less than 24 hours to detect the attack and respond accordingly. I guess that's good news. Arguably, though, the more concerning of the trends highlighted in the report is that 75% of those surveyed, those 1,010 cybersecurity, 75% of them believe AI will continue to be used in these cyber attacks and that the vulnerabilities will persist because of a lack of human oversight. Today, Jeffrey Koch, Vice President of Solutions Engineers for Asia Pacific and Japan at CyberArk, joins us on this podcast for future CISO to offer, we hope, counter tactics against artificially intelligent ransomware. Jeffrey, welcome to Podcast for Future CISO. Thank you, Alan. It's a great pleasure. Is AI being used as an accelerant for ransomware attacks? Absolutely, Alan. And over the past one plus year, we have seen an uptake in the use of AI by cyber criminals in two to three ways. First one is using AI to improve the ransomware and malware that they write. Take, for example, polymorphic ransomware right, or malware is inherently very hard to write. You know, it's really for the top tier developers who are able to get this skill, understand. But today, because of AI, you don't need to know. You just need to know how to ask the right question. And you can use AI to write the so-called polymorphic ransomware for you. And what we have seen is that there is a higher than 50% success rate with the polymorphic malware that is being developed and is being sold as a ransomware as a service available today. You just need a credit card, go to the dark web, and you can get this. And a large part of this is powered by AI. So that's just on the ransomware creation side. The other part is how do I deliver the ransomware? I need to have a way to dupe someone to you know either download an application, click on a link, or do something. So we're also seeing the use of generative AI, right? Like deepfake and changing of voices and and faces to dupe people into doing the wrong things. So for example, right, uh, let's say, you know, and a help desk guy, they are less likely to say, to agree to doing something. But if there's someone who sends a video or a voice recording that sounds like their CEO, they are very likely to adhere to whatever is being asked of them, including things like password resets or clicking on a link. And one thing will lead to another. So these two are the common ways that we are seeing. But I think a third way, right, which is kind of a by the way our use is using, you know, the generative AI in crossing the language barrier. So for example, historically, let's say you have a cyber criminal that's based on Russia. The accent and the lack of language will make it hard to operate in, say, Japan, which is a totally different language. But with generative AI and the earlier one, things like deepfake, together with the language proficiency, it opens up for them to operate in languages and market that traditionally they can't work without the generative AI. So I think absolutely without a doubt, AI is kind of supercharging right, the cyber criminals way of working. Now, given that threat actors can recognize data encryption and exfiltration, whatever we come up with, they'll use that against us. So they have a way to counter whatever enhancements, developments that we do. What can CISO and security teams, what should they be doing to update their approach to make their strategies and policies and even frameworks more effective, particularly now against what you refer to as AI-powered ransomware? 
well, the best way to fight fire is with fire. So, you know, we need to adopt the latest technology advances in AI and technology that's infused or built in with AI to basically build up our fundamentals. So, for example, as we said in many times in security, it's always about PPT, people, process and technology. Using the latest technology, we can better educate our people so they are less likely to be duped by these deep fakes and, the, and how to watch a picture those out. We can also use AI to improve our process, to find out how we can improve our process so there's less gaps and less exploits and less gaps in the security controls, for example. Right. And likewise, a lot of technology today, you know, the modern, the leading, the cutting edge technology, a lot of them are embracing the same AI that the bad guys are using into developing more effective technology. So just going back to the, the data point that I shared at, at the beginning. Yes, while the number of uh, customers that experience attack have significantly increased, but their ability to detect have also greatly shortened as compared to a few years ago. And a lot of these is because of the advances in technology. So a lot of CIO have started embracing this technology as what I've shared and these have given them you know a faster reaction time and a better way to mitigate but we're just at the beginning because a lot of our security technologies and processes was built probably you know five ten years ago it needs to be continuously refreshed all this PP and T needs to be constantly refreshed people needs to be continuously educated right process needs to be fine-tuned and technology needs to be refreshed let me ask you this. So we've got AI at the front on our side, on the enterprise side, trying to build new technologies to, that take advantage of AI's capability. And on the other extreme, you've got the hackers, the cyber criminals using the same, very same technology to try and dupe the enterprise to, you know, to get into the system. Is it possible? Could you use AI as a ransomware negotiator? Is that even possible? And how do you make it happen? I would think that is actually being used in some shape and form. So, for example, going back to the earlier scenario example, the, the Russian cyber criminal, for example, trying to operate in, say, Japan or Taiwan, right? They'll be using the same AI to help them with the negotiation, sending out an email that is that will resonate better, right? They can use AI to go and find out, you know, what kind of messaging will resonate better, what kind of rates, how much you ask for, and what is the typical reaction time because different organizations across different cultures, they react differently. So they will be able to get better insights and potentially, right, like for example, as a cyber criminal, I may not know what is the typical cyber insurance premium and a paid out across the different countries and region and potentially my potential targets. But I don't need to do that research now. I can use, you know, generative AI to help me answer some of these and collectively, if you know how to ask the right question, the negotiation parts of it, you you know, just like lawyers today use generative AI to help them screen through the, the legal documents. So someday I will have an AI lawyer that will help me negotiate a ransomware attack. <laughs> <laughs> well, they will prepare, the AI would generate the paperwork for you, but you still make the, uh, the eventual decision. The hard part is still done by us, but the grunt work, right? The tedious part of uh, thinking of what to say, how to say it, and how to script it, you know, they can do a, a lot of the heavy lifting. The scary thought. And speaking of scary thoughts, now we've seen the evolution of ransomware from the very olden days to where it is now. What are you seeing? I mean, I mean, some of the mechanics have remained the same, right? I mean, they're, they're looking for vulnerabilities. They're looking for people who are interested to, or more willing to click on a link or something like that. As a cybersecurity professional, uh, in your perspective, what does the future of ransomware look like? 
first of all, I'd like to kind of uh, redefine ransomware. It's actually cyber extortion, if you think about this. Ransomware is just a tool for them to extort money, but they don't need a ransomware to extort money. It's the name of the software, their favorite tool or flavor of the year, right? Or the last decade. But what we see is that extortion will continue to grow. It may come in different shape and form. Ransomware will continue to grow because it's effective. If you look at the uh, recent events in the news, right? The casinos, be below that, there's still a lot of others that kind of overshadowed by the big uh, news articles is growing. So we can expect cyber extortion to continue to grow, but the techniques will start to evolve because they are not bound by, you know, a piece of software that's called ransomware. They'll evolve to use different ways to get into organizations, to get into you know, a situation where they have advantage over a customer, use that as a leverage to extort money. So for example, modus operandi in the that's recent change is that in the past, they would just send a ransomware and hope that uh, it will work. But today, they're getting more advanced. They are using a lot of social engineering. That's one change. But over time, we're also seeing that they are trying to live off the land, just like the more advanced APT threat actors, meaning I'm going to try to steal credentials to get in. I'm going to try to use commercial off the box, you know, remote monitoring and management system, which, you know, the detection technologies are designed to ignore so that they can be stealth. They can go in, they can get the leverage and still make the extortion that they want. We're also seeing, for example, they are going up the high up in the food chain. So for example, if I'm trying to attack uh, XYZ bank where the money sits, or a casino, right, XYZ. And instead of trying to go direct, I'll go to their software vendor or the service vendor upstream because the vendor that's providing services might not be as robust, might not be as have a, a matured security process or PPT. And, you know, going from there, if that doesn't work, I go one level up to the software that's providing to this many service provider, right? It's basically lateral movement, but instead of within the, the target, they are moving upwards upstream to find a way in because as long as they can get there, they still get into a position to do the extortion. So I think the techniques will continue to evolve. They will learn from other threat actors, right? The tools of other threat actors and then use it to get to the outcome, which is extort money. Now, our topic is counter tactics against artificially intelligent ransomware. So if we stick to this topic, what is your advice as an expert? How do CISOs, CIOs, how, how do enterprises stay ahead of what you refer to as extortion, irrespective of the underlying technologies that are available in the time? Because technologies do change rapidly these days. Absolutely. So number one, preparation is key because if you didn't prepare for a war and you start to get into a war, you're not going to win it. So preparation is key. So going back to the same PPT, right? Invest in people, process and technology to keep them fresh, keep them relevant. That's the foundation part of it. I think the next part is also have a stand. Prepare for what the organization would do in such event. A lot of organizations that are more mature would do things like war games. One of them have to be an extortion case where they are already prepared to know how to react, how to prepare and how to recover for it. And a large part of it is of their stand is making that difficult decision, which is to pay or not to pay. It's of recent years, it's been coming to light that we shouldn't pay, right? Because the ability to pay 
and trying to get the money back from our cyber insurance is kind of the reason why this whole thing started. So, you know, getting more organizations to get prepared and getting ready not to pay is going to be a key thing that is going to dissuade, right? Because when the money stops coming out, the cyber criminals will start to do something different. They'll be less likely to, you know, to continue doing this. And last but not least, right, I'm an optimist and I will urge all the CIOs to be optimistic about their prospects, right? Yes, the bad guys are gaining ground, but we are not going to lose the war because, you know, just as there's a lot of ingenuity on the attacker side, there's the same amount of ingenuity, if not more, on the defense side. So the leading technology companies are all coming together. They're working together, right? We're addressing a lot of the things that are coming and we're working with the, what we call the legislations, the legal framework to say, hey, we should legislate to stop paying. So there are a lot of advancements that are coming and we'll see this in a not too far future that will help change the better for you. But for the time being, you know, stay positive, fight a good fight. Fight a good fight. Jeffrey, thank you for joining us on Podcast for Future CISO. Thank you, Ellen. It's a pleasure. That was Jeffrey Koch, Vice President of Solutions Engineering for Asia Pacific and Japan at CyberArk on counter tactics against artificially intelligent ransomware. You are listening to Podchats for Future CISO. As always, if you have a topic you'd like us to cover on this channel, simply email us at editorsatsociety.com. We'd also like to invite you to sign up for a free weekly newsletter so you won't miss an episode of Podchats for Future CISO. In the meantime, stay safe, have a great day, and see you on the next episode of Podchats for Future CISO. Bye for now.